HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Back here in Bushwick on another summer day, and uh, Tommy Simon surfs up today. What's happening? <laughs> I don't, it was up yesterday. I went out yesterday. Uh, I don't know. I didn't have time to check the waves. I had a gig last night. I'd get up in the morning and come down here, you know? Last we talked on the phone, you were watching a couple ho dads wipe out, I think you told me. Hey, yeah. we're back here on Arts and Sisters Seizures with, uh, with uh, a real New York hero. We've had so, so many great great cats on the, on the show before, but Simon, you were number one. This is Simon Chartier, also known as Simon Bar Sinister for my money, pound for pound, the best working guitar player in the world, Simon. I'm really happy you're here. We've known each other for a million years, and it's taken too long to get you on here. This is going to be like the greatest episode of arts and seizures yet i can feel it well thank you yeah man so for those of you who have somehow been living in, in, in a cave and never stepped into a bar where uh, <laughs> and you are, are i mean the king of king i mean you're the best working bar band as well i mean the bar sinisters not to mention the rooftoppers and occasionally the supertones but um the art of being in a bar band is like a dead thing people don't really get that anymore of course there aren't as many bars to plant anymore but if you've been um living somewhere at the fringes of society and haven't stumbled into uh, some gin mill where simon has been playing uh he's been working his band simon the bar sinisters for many years of course the supertones which i think breaks out in the summer for their big surf sound and your uh sort of bebop band the rooftoppers which are also amazing we saw you at sunny's in red hook last week but um yeah man you are you are you're the king of, of surf and punk and rockabilly and jump blues and uh, he's got his guitar plugged in here and we're just gonna have have a fucking good time today yeah so where does it all start yeah. son what's uh i mean your, your resume is like ridiculous all the people that you've played with let alone your, your, your own things um i thought maybe we just start with a start with a song and uh, get these people hip to the to, okay. the, to the simon thing all right, what do you got for us this is originally done by cletus harrison and he goes like <laughs> well i 
work all day, can't save a dime. Go out Friday, have a time. Going to a party, spend all my loot. Monday morning, gotta pull my suit. That's why. Simon Chartier, wow! So uh, for all the gearheads out there, what 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 actually is this rig you're playing that sounds so entirely badass? Uh, it's it's a guitar Rick Kelly made it for me. It's Look, a it looks an awful lot like a Telecaster from what it, I'm yeah. Setting. It's a Bowery Pine Telecaster, but it's not a Fender. It's made by Rick Kelly Carmine Street Guitars, uh, Carmine Street off of Bleecker, and it's made out of old buildings from New York. Like the this is pine. The, the very first Telecasters in, like, 1950 were made out of pine. That's, so, a, that's got a big knot, <coughs> knot right in the middle of it, too. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, I, that wouldn't have come out of the vendor custom shop with that knot. No, nah, it was, like, <laughs> out of a roof of this building in the Bowery. And then the neck is from the Chelsea Hotel when they, when they tore it up. So it's, like, I don't know what part of the hotel, but it's from the Chelsea Hotel. I have quite a, a history with the Chelsea Hotel, starting when uh, I played the... The Squat Theater with Ivan Julian. We were opening for Nico, and then I was about eighteen or nine years, eighteen or nineteen years old. So I was playing with Ivan, and and uh, and uh, the, I ran into this woman that was much older than me. That was a friend <laughs> of Nico's, and we'll leave it at that, you know. But uh, it was the Chelsea Hotel. It's always been like kind of uh, like I never lived there or anything. But like when I was when I was working for Didi Ramon, he lived there. The, Tim from the Supertones still lives there, and I used to hang out at that guitar store they got. I, I still do at the guitar store. So uh, it's, Chelsea Guitars. Yeah, it's kind of like a part of of my my history. There used to be a donut shop on the corner with these greasy donuts. You know, now it's like some kind of fancy. Like get a stale cannoli for eight dollars joint, you know. Are you kidding? That's I believe that's the donut place. That was Al Goldstein's favorite donut place. And when he was trying to lose some weight, uh, he went in there and bribed the guy five hundred dollars not to ever give him another donut again. If he came in begging, don't you know? Don't give him a donut. But then he was in back in a week later with another five hundred dollars to, <laughs> to yeah. say, please give me a donut. 
There used to be donut shops all over the place. Disco donut, I remember too. On uh, disco Third donut, Avenue. yeah, disco donut was great. Right, great, right, right under Carmelita's reception house. Those were uh, Carmelita's reception different, house. Different, yeah. Those were different times. I, I, I hate to, I hate to say it, but like back in high school, you know. I think my father used to give me like five or ten dollars, and I think we used to make some of them joints down here, Carmelita's reception house. You know, uh, we used to go down to we used to walk down to Forty Deuce all the time. There's a lot of stories with that place too, man. That place was pretty wild. The hookers used to flash us when we were kids. They'd have them in these mink coats in the summer. And we used to go down there and watch the Marines and the sailors fight, which would always happen. And then, you know, if you're a lovelorn youth, for $10, <laughs> you can kind of temporarily, you know, get some relief down in 40 Deuce, you know. Uh, I guess. $10 used to mean something in this town. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, 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 I heard these, these yuppies talking about cake donuts, and I was coming over, and they were talking about, well, it's, it's more like a cake donut. It's kind of like a fluffy cake donut. It's like, listen... Why are you intellectually dissecting all the fine points of different donuts? It's a donut. <laughs> Just like eat it and then shut up. <laughs> it's what you were calling before the douchocracy of, of New York. And we, we've, we've kind of sat here and watched it take over. We do a lot of Ugh. shows here in Arts and, and so Seizures. We call it Dude, Where's My New York? Dude, where's my New York? Safeway, man. Safeway. Safeway. Safeway is where fallen. It's for cock. Ya no existe. Yeah. Um, doo-wop, bebop, and punk rock. Yeah. Them, them kind of musics all came out of New York originally. Doo-wop started in New York, you know, in Brooklyn. And bebop's, bebop was invented by Charlie Parker when he moved to New York. You know, he brought bebop with him. And, and it, it took hold here first. Punk rock started here. I, you know, I love British punk rock, but I don't care when anybody says punk rock started in Forest Hills, man, with the Ramones <laughs> right then and there. So uh, that's, you know, the first punk rock band I ever saw, the first two was I saw the Electric Eels in 1974, and I saw Blondie in 1970, I think 1975. It was like the first two punk rock bands I ever saw. Yeah, and you think you consider Blondie a punk rock band? I mean, they were then? back then. They were, they were, they, they were. It's always been like a pop band to me. I mean, I, I mean, I, mean, I like Blondie as far as it goes, but to me, okay. you know, um, they, they, were, they were a pop band. They got on the disco bandwagon pretty much as soon as, uh, you know, it was expedient for them commercially, uh, I think. Deb, Debbie's a punk, though, in our oh, yeah. heart. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Back then, it's like now we, we have this revisionist. Back then, okay, everything was, there was like this you know, back like in the early seventies, right? There was like, there was like, uh, everything was kind of like this. It was like Fleetwood Mac or like Genesis <laughs> or like, uh, Fuck, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah, Foreigner right. was the biggest band in the country. Then you had the dirtbag hippie bands. I don't know. But in New York, the Grateful Dead was for mean guys with long hair that like to beat people up, usually <laughs> from Queens. So it was like. You know, you had the whole Central Park, like, Bandshell, Grateful Deadhead scene, Hot Tuna. See, I liked Hot Tuna more than the Dead. I was more of a Hot Tuna guy because they were louder and raunchier, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, they, they, they were like, so I was more of a Hot Tuna guy. There was no punk rock. And then when these bands came out that were like an antidote to, like, you know, all, all that, that, that. Stadium excess and Uncle Albert. And- Uncle Albert. What does. <laughs> What does that hump have to do with rock and roll? You know? I mean, that's when you knew. They- well, you know, you know the, the Beatles and Paul McCartney, oh, my God. I mean, for such, you know, icons, their bad song to good song ratio was appalling. 
I mean, I mean, for every, every good thing that they did for every year of blues, they got to come out with Obladi Oblada or Rocky Raccoon or something that really just like takes the whole thing down. Yeah, my first rock and roll, I, I heard Wooly Bully, right? And then I heard King of the Road. I loved that song when I was a little kid. Then I was on the bus going to, I think, first grade, and this kid had a radio, and Wooly Bully came on. He lied to me. He told me it was the Beatles. <laughs> so I thought Sam the Sham and the Pharaoh were the Beatles. So I loved Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. I didn't realize that they weren't the Beatles. You know, I was a kid, you know. <laughs> this kid lied to me. I think if the, See, Be- if the Beatles had, like, dressed up like Egyptian sheiks, they, you know, they might have lasted a little longer. I've been lied to my whole life, <laughs> and this was the start of it. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, why don't we uh, hit another song, because you're bringing the truth today. I can't believe before we started, you gave me... Um, your book, such as it is, the Simon and the Bar Sinister set list, which is it's like it's like a Chinese menu. There are like seventeen hundred options on it. I mean, you've got more songs on, on your set list. Um, I mean, let this be a lesson to my my own band. I mean, we've we've got a seventeen song repertoire. This guy's got seventeen hundred. This no, it's not seventeen hundred. You're exaggerating, yeah, just young a little, man. Just, it's just a little bit. Two hundred and sixty-eight songs. Uh, yeah, that's just the Bar Sinister set list. Plus, I have the, this the this this other this other uh, well-worn um, samizat sort of looking. Fanzine that's all bebop songs that you play with the rooftoppers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I always wanted. I, you know, when I was a kid, jazz was really big in New York, and you could still go see like Duke Ellington. I saw him play. I saw Mingus. I saw Count Basie. That's like when Count Basie was leading the band. When Duke was leading the band. When I was my my parents went to to Atlantic City. And I was wandering around Atlantic City, and I was just a little 10-year-old fat kid. And I wandered out onto this pier, and I heard this music, and I walked in, and it was Duke Ellington and his orchestra playing to an empty room. There was nobody there. I, I, there was nobody listening. It's like, that's how come I can kind of be okay with the way the music business is, because if Duke Ellington was playing a gig and there was nobody there... It's like if I got two people that are going to listen to me, I feel grateful because Duke Ellington, he had Ugats that day. He had me. I came in, and I knew it was Duke Ellington, and they were playing Take the A Train. They had their band uniforms on. They were swinging their asses off. I don't know who was in the band in 1969, but wow. And I saw Duke Ellington, and then Sonny Stitt. They used, we used to go down to 40 Deuce all the time, right? Uh, and and we, we walked down to 40 Deuce, and then... Sonny Stitt would play this place. It was like this, this uh, pimp and, 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 and hustler bar on 49th Street between Broadway and 8th Avenue. And I used to go in and I'd hear like one half of a song and I'd get thrown out. So I used to do that all the time. And after a while, the guy would let me in, listen to one song, and he'd be like, you got to go. Um, you got to go. I, uh, you know, uh, so I got to hear Stitt. And, and, you know, you could walk around a corner and you hear this, this, this noise and it would be Sun Ra Orchestra playing in the, in the Central Park Bandshell or the Jazzmobile or Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, like, all the time. I, they were everywhere. I saw the Jazz Messengers when I first moved to New York, and obviously I'm much, 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 much younger than you, but this was in uh, 1981, I think, and they were playing at the Enter, what was the Intermediate Theater. It was one of the last of the old vaudeville theaters in the Lower East Side. It was on 2nd Avenue. Now it's mm-hmm. a multiplex cinema. The big, the big room there at that theater on 2nd Avenue, I guess 13th Street, you could still see the proscenium of the old stage, but and no one I knew wanted to go with me to see the Jazz Messengers. I might have been talking, you know, chi- Chinese or, or Martian or something. Yeah. It was like Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, and the room was like, yeah, it was about a third full, and he had his big band. I think, uh, I think the Marsalis was just was the band leader then. He was just coming up, and there, there was no one there because no one wanted to hear jazz. I mean, that was I mean, punk rock had already been co-opted by that point. You know, it was like new wave dance music, and um, 
and sort of become a shopping mall phenomenon and not something from the Bowery. Speaking of which, though, one of the great things, um, you know, why, why, why I dig your act so much, uh, Simon, is because you do play punk rock next to the bebop, next to surf music, and when we go see uh, your bebop band, the Rooftoppers, I mean, you're just as likely to bust out with some rockabilly or jump and jive. So, yeah, we always, at the end, we always say... We- we, we're, we're jazz musicians. We don't play that <laughs> rock and roll garbage. And then we did, they did that last night. We did like... Uh, yeah, and I've also seen you do Johnny Thunder's covers and Dead Boy covers right, you know, right, right next to uh, the Duke Ellington stuff. So speaking of Duke, maybe is there something from Duke on this list we can uh, uh, whip out a little yeah, jazz, yeah, right jazz away, for the okay, kids out in Radio Land? We'll do a little jazz. I got to stand up here. All right. Well, I got this. this uh... Liz in the booth has got you well covered, I think. Yeah. Okay. No, I had to just get my this rigatoni, this squiggly cable. All right. This is Duke Ellington. All right. So uh, let me see. All right. Here we go. Let a song go out of my heart It was the sweetest melody Now I lost my music Cause you were the song Ever since we've been apart Life don't mean nothing to me Come back, oh sweet music I know I was wrong Is it too late? Could this be the end? You know we was meant, meant to be more than friends, more than friends. Let a song go out of my heart. Too late, I have learned I won't have no music. Until you return More than friends, more than friends. 
much too late now i've learned i won't have no music i won't have no music i won't have no music until you return and you dig it, and there isn't a dry seat in the house when you play that one. That's, a, <laughs> that's, that's what we used to call a real, a real panty pleaser, numbers like that. Um, wow, I'll tell you what, let's, we got so much to talk about. I want to talk about uh, more about jazz and bebop. We haven't talked about Bo Diddley, Sleepy the Beef, Andre Williams, um, uh, and, of course, your Italian wedding band. Um, but we're going to take a quick break here on Arts and Seizure. We are, as ever, broadcasting from Heritage Radio Network in Bushwick. And don't forget, this is member-supported, so if you're digging what you hear and you're listening on the computer, please push the button that says donate or be a member and uh, maybe Simon will come on over to your house and uh, play a couple tunes for you but uh, we're going to take a quick break and we got a song um, that you picked out for us today Simon uh, uh, Cody Brennan with uh, Roy Buchanan Roy Buchanan on the guitar now listen to the middle of it when the amplifier blows up right at the end of his solo you can hear all the speakers blowing out and he kept going and listen to his tone he is just the sickest guy out there Roy Buchanan when he was young and and when he, he when he was young and hungry, that he he was just the most he was he was focused, tight, but raw and emotional. He was the greatest session guy ever, you know. He could pack more into two notes than anybody. All right, I'm gonna blow it up right now here on Arts and Seizures. Seizures. Very, very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. 
We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. All right. Crazy days here on Arts and Seizures. Mike Edison broadcasting live from Bushwick with the great Simon Chartier. Maybe you know him as Simon Bar Sinister. He is, uh, <laughs> he, he, he demand. And, uh, I, you know, last time, um, uh, we were playing, my, 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 my band, the Garden State Social Club, we were playing out in uh, your, your uh, home turf out at Rockaway. Uh, and, man, I could not believe the longboard that you carry. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. that thing's bigger than, like, any station wagon I've ever seen in my life. That was, a, that was like a 10-foot balsa wood board. I have big ones. I have a 10-6. <laughs> I just like them really, really long boards. I mean, I'm, I'm only five foot four and 135 pounds. Well, five foot four and a half. But I just took to the real long boards, like 10-6, 10-4. I love them. That's good. And, uh, <laughs> uh, man, but you're, you're, like, you're out there surfing like, I mean, the rest of us are like, you know, deep under the blankets, like buried in our, you know, in bed watching Sunday morning cartoons, and you're, you're out, there, out there riding the waves, man. I, I was in the newspapers this winter for surfing that, that, that blizzard, that, that, <laughs> that big blizzard that hit New York. Well, it wasn't as big as they thought, but I went, I went out there, uh, and they had a picture of me, like, in the snow. Like, it was so cold that day. And this other day I went out, it was 12 degrees. That was, like, me and this other guy who was – this other guy, uh, uh, Eric, he's a retired firefighter. He's, like, in his 60s. And it was just me and him. We were like, don't fool with the old school. We got, you know, we, we, got, we have so much to talk about. And uh, we're going to break, break with the arts and seizure tradition. Of course, it is always the fastest 30 minutes on the Internet. But uh, if you want to stick around, why don't, why don't we do a, another show after this one? Um, and we can talk about all these, like, awesome 50 cats you played with. I want to talk about Bo Diddley. I want to talk about um, uh, all, all the doo-wop bands you've played with. Um, chant, um, the Alaska Hurricane, uh, all, all this crazy stuff. But while we're talking about surfing, I know you had you've, you've uh, composed a special a special song, a little message for your friends. At <laughs> uh, yes, this is this is uh, these people came down to Rockaway just to grab a bunch of money and exploit the place. They don't care about nobody there but themselves. They're just trying to exploit it, and make a bunch of money off it, and and. Uh, I, God knows where. All of a sudden, after Hurricane Sandy, they had a boatload of dough. God knows where they got it, uh, and they and and uh, they sure were. They sure were very rude and disrespectful to me. So I'll be well chuffed to slag them off right now on the radio. I'm talking about the Rockaway Beach Surf Club and Rockaway Taco. I wrote this song about them, and it's it's at them as songs and words are my weapons, and it's called. Doucheocracy, government by douchebags. <laughs> All right. Simon Chartier, bring it on. Whip All it out. Again! Yeah. 
You suck! Every time I go outside, douche-ocracy, they're arrogant and snide. Douche-ocracy, entitlement. Douche-ocracy, daddy pays the rent. Douche-ocracy. Yeah, tell them the truth here. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, I Sunday at Roberta's. Chords, <laughs> uh, it's a new song. I don't know it that good yet. <laughs> well, it's more it's more complex than than the than the usual bebop. <laughs> um, listen, punk rock is just as hard to play. All kinds of music I find equally difficult. Not, they all take a lot of work. Well, you know, I mean, everybody in the world wants to make pizza. So how many? How come so many people make so much shitty pizza? I mean, there are three ingredients. How do you fuck it up? And yet, yeah, ketchup, wonder bread, and salt. <laughs> uh, before we go on part one of the great Simon Chartier experience, tell us where we can come see you play. I know you got some gigs coming up, and then uh, we're going to set back the clock and do this all again. Uh, everybody can tune in uh, maybe next week to hear part two of this, um, and we're going to talk uh, Bo Diddley. We're going to talk some guitars for all the gearheads out there. But uh, let me know where we can go see you right now. Okay, I'm playing this Thursday, this Thursday, 14th of May, Dirk the Norseman's, and... That's in that's, yeah, I, I, I when it said Norseman, I thought it was a dog whistle for white supremacists, but it's not. It's uh, it's Dirk the Norseman's is on 15th Street, North 15th Street and Kent Avenue. Well, I can't turn the name changes to Franklin, just to confuse you, but it's on, it's like Kent and North 15th. Uh, in in Williamsburg, and the, the, Vi- uh, the Viking section, the Viking section over there, and it's. It, but we start at eight, we're done at eleven, so you can catch the last L train back. You know, <laughs> you won't have to wait like De Blasio had to wait. Uh, you can, you can, uh, you know, catch the last L train back to your condominium. But please come see us, uh, Dirk the Norseman, and you know. Uh, and it's it's a big place. There's room to dance. And that's that's the bar sinisters, right? That's Simon and the bar sinisters. So you're gonna get a big uh, big adult dose of uh, all of the above. As ever, it's been the fastest half hour on the internet on arts and seizures. And Simon, thanks. But we're gonna stick around. We're gonna do it all over again. I'm telling you, we've had some 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 like pretty heavy cats on the show. We had Bobby Keys, the Rolling Stones. We've had members of uh, the Captain Peafords band on here. Our friend John Spencer has been on here. You've played with with Heavy Trash. We're gonna talk about that too. But uh, this is this is the first time we've ever done a doubleheader. So uh, we're gonna sign off for now but you're going to stick around we're going to get some pizza in here right because I said this is not NPR no pizza radio this is Arts and Seizures where we take care of our guests we treat musicians with respect always here on Arts and Seizures so for now Mike Edison for Liz in the Booth and the great Simon Chardier we're going to see you real soon hasta pronto it's Zeit for fressen. <laughs> thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.